I do think that if you want to be a great dad, if you want to be an awesome dad, you have to be there. You at least have to be there. You have to be present in the moment. And again, that's, that's really challenging when you're trying to meet your own professional fitness relationship goals, plus raising awesome kids. It's, it's a very difficult balance to, to, to handle. Yeah. Well, I think that's a great point that where you're saying that, you know, you need to be present. Right. And so it's not honestly just being there physically, but also being there mentally and emotionally with them. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back, Money Talkers. I have a guest today named Mark Savant. Hopefully I got that right. Um, but he, uh, he's been a speaker um, on personal finance, runs an insurance agency as well uh, for the last about uh, 10 years. But uh, one of the main reasons I want to talk to him today is he's also the founder of Actadad. It's a digital media production company with the goal to inspire, entertain, and educate fathers. He's interviewed Super Bowl champions, presidential candidates, doctors, and mega influencers. The Awesome Dad Show is the backbone to a highly engaged following across multiple platforms. And I got to tell you, it's an amazing podcast. I've listened to it, and uh, you definitely need to check this out. But I want to say welcome to the show, Mark. Really appreciate it, Cody. I am glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. Well, fantastic, man. I want to kind of hit into one thing. What's the main goal of Actadad? Well, with that killer intro, I think you hit the nail on the head. The goal is to inspire, entertain, and educate fathers. When I became a father, I have a three-and-a-half-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son, almost one. I was a little disappointed in the lack of resources for fathers. There's, there's, there are some dad brands out there, but I found that the typical dad brand was more focused on dad memes and dad jokes and dad bod and that sort of thing. And that wasn't, I didn't really feel like that narrative applied to me. And so I just started on this journey to a become a better father. I wanted to grow my skills in media via podcast, YouTube, social and digital marketing. And I said, hey, I love fatherhood. It seems like there's a gap in the market. And I really want to learn these skills. And the rest kind of fell into place. Man, that is awesome. So I have an eight and a six-year-old. And I couldn't agree with you more. Like, I was frustrated that there weren't, um, I don't know, activities and concepts to talk about. And, you know, basically kind of a roadmap about being an awesome dad. I just didn't find anything out there. You know, I love my kids more than anything. I spend so much time with them now. And, uh, and it's an amazing thing. Like, it's one of my favorite, it's my favorite things I've ever had in my life is playing, you know, with my kids. And um, I think that's really a commendable thing. But like, how, so how did you get started? Like, where do you, where do you, where do you, like, how do you just start a market? 
Okay, so I kind of started from scratch, if you would. I mean, I had a Facebook profile. I wasn't on Instagram. I wasn't on Twitter. This is just dating back probably about a year and a half, two years ago. I started out by trying a couple different things, Cody. I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to develop new skills to remain relevant in the marketplace with AI and computer learning and all these different revolutionary technologies coming out. I knew I wanted to stay relevant. I wanted to continue evolving skills. So I tried a lot of different things. I won't bore with you. I won't bore you with all the different details, but I ended up starting this social media channel. I started doing live shows on acted ad over on Facebook and on Instagram. I started the podcast. I was like, wow, I absolutely love what I'm doing. I'm meeting all these amazing people. Like you said, I'm interviewing these really fantastic people on my show. I'm growing as a father. I walk away from every episode with more insight into how I can be a better dad. And I'm just doing something that I really enjoy. I feel really passionate about it. And I think that's probably the most important thing you can do as a father or as a human being is to try to find something that you really love and you really enjoy. I had a question that I issued out to all the active dads out there. Would you rather do a job you hate till 45 and then retire? Or would you rather do something you love every day and never retire? And to me, I think that the answer is obvious. So how big was the split? It's hundred percent. Everyone yeah. wants to, everyone wants to just do something they love. And it's, it's look, it's hard, right? Because you're a father, you have to put bread on the table. You have to put a roof over your kid's head, health insurance, college, the list goes on and on. And not screw them up, right? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. It's not just like what you got to do, but it's also like you're, as a dad, you're just like, all right, I don't, you know, and I was clueless because it's not like there's like dad coaching classes, you know, so they're like, right. all right, I don't want to do the wrong thing, but how do you know what's right and wrong for them? And, you know, you've where's that line to like let them go out and fail, you know? Yeah. That was a, that's a big one for like if me and my wife see very differently, you know, a lot of times because she's, very much protective to them and then uh you know i'm i'm a little more like let them run and bump their heads a little bit you know type of deal and that's the normal way that it plays out because the answer is there's no one right way to be a father but i i do think that if you want to be a great dad if you want to be an awesome dad you have to be there you at least have to be there you have to be present in the moment and again that's that's really challenging when you're trying to meet your own professional fitness relationship goals Plus raising awesome kids, it's, it's a very difficult balance to, uh, to, to handle. Yeah, well, I think that's a great point that where you're saying that, you know, you need to be present, right? And yes. so it's not honestly just being there physically, but also being there mentally and emotionally with them. I've never, you know, for me, with my kids, they were never like, wow, you know, I wish, you know, I wish, I wish you paid attention while you're standing next to me, because I did, I was active yeah. about that, because I didn't have a lot of time with them. Now I have a lot of time in the world with them. But at the the first, you know, six and a half years, very little, but with the time I had, I tried to be as impactful as possible. And I think that's a big thing for dads because as an entrepreneurial dad that worked a lot of hours, um, I felt very guilty about it, you know, but then I also relieved that guilt because I knew that if it was going to be an hour or two in a day that I was going to see them, I was going to make that a really awesome, impactful hour. And so yeah. I was able to kind of counterbalance that to where, um, you know, when I was there, I wasn't on the phone, you know, I was trying not to think about work or the, the headaches or that kind of stuff. And so, 
you know, some dads would be like, well, like you mentioned, you know, life and health and uh, trying to make sure, you know, putting, you know, work is on there and you've got all these priorities that you have to take care of. But I think that for a lot of dads, they need to hear that even if you're not there a lot, when you're there, you need to be there hard. Yeah. You, you have to be all in when I remember when my daughter was being born, my wife and I started playing this Pokemon go game, which you've probably heard of. It was a fun little game. We'd walk around the park, we'd get out, we'd move, maybe ride our bikes around and, and hunt Poke monsters. And I remember pushing my daughter around in the stroller and she's looking at me and I'm just looking at this phone, hunting Pokemon. She's like, this cannot, this cannot be the right way to do this. I don't want my kid to grow up thinking that her, husband or her dad or other male people in her life are just going to be staring at a phone because she deserves attention. And so I deleted the game, deleted off the app. But I, I think it's, it's, look, I spoke at a conference last week at the dad 2.0 conference in Washington, DC. And like I said, there's no one right way to parent, but what I think is really important, Cody, when we talk about this concept of being there and being attentive is defining your priorities. I just don't, because everyone has different priorities. Everyone has different passions, things that they love. But I think you just need to write down a list of all the things you really love and enjoy, and then break that down to your top five. And then things that aren't in your top five, well, maybe they're not part of your life for this period of time. And I'm really passionate about that, getting your priorities in line. No, I like that a lot because, you know, otherwise it's, you have only so much capacity in your brain, right? And you know, have only so much capacity in your heart of things to care about and think about. And if you're constantly worried about a bunch of stuff that doesn't matter to you, you're going to, you're going to detract from the things that do. Right. Right. That's exactly right. I get kind of, I get some flack from my friends. I used to go mountain bike with my friends a lot, but I, it, it doesn't, you know, mountain biking doesn't fit in with my financial goals or my goals to develop a stronger relationship with my, my wife and my family. It, it, you know, it gets me outside and exercising, which is another one of my priorities, but it, it's just, it's just really hard for me to take five hours out of a sun, a Saturday morning because it's not one of my top five. Yeah. And I know that with yours, like you said, you're three and one, right? And so the time constraints change over time. So that's one of the things I think with dads, they need to realize is like, you know, at eight and six, it's a lot different than three and one. Yeah. And so as the evolution comes with the kids, like so too can your plans. And so you probably should need to reorganize into that top five because they'll change, you know, a lot yeah. different when you're, when you're 20, when you're 30, when you're 40, right. Is your top five. So is that re, I guess the, uh, the reassessment, right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I tend to audit my life every three months or so, uh, whether it's the, the podcast and the show, or it's my YouTube channel, my, my, community that I'm growing. I reassess everything that I'm doing every three months, every quarter and say, Hey, is this working? Yes. Great. I'm going to lean in. Why is it working? And it, 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 this isn't working. Is it still worth my time? Is this how, the best way to provide value? I think it's important to, to look at that and talk to people too. It can be really hard to find constructive criticism when you're building a project or building a lifestyle that you love. Yeah, no, that's a big point. Um, so do you feel, I mean, if, if dad comes in, right, or mom also too, you know, because we're talking about parents, but especially for on your side, you're, you're talking about dads, like, where would they start? You know, what's that? What gets them to go from? Yeah, I wish to Yeah, I'm doing. Well, again, it's just about starting to do something and trying different things. I think that perfection paralysis is a huge, huge problem. I had I had perfection paralysis for years where I was like, okay, I got to write out my business plan and I got to figure all this out. I got to take these classes. And then, 
you just got to start doing it. You know, to start a podcast or a YouTube channel is not hard to get started, right? The barrier to entry is pretty low, but you, you just got to start creating content. And people, I had a friend of mine who really wanted to make an outdoor YouTube channel. He was going to make this channel. It was going to be his outlet. It was going to be his passion. He was going to travel all over and light fires on islands in the middle of the night and teach people how to fish with, with a line and hook. But he couldn't do it until he got his kayak. Once he got a kayak, then he could start his YouTube channel. I'm like, bro, you don't need a kayak to start your outdoor channel. Just go outside and start rubbing sticks together. Just start. And, and guess what? Guess it, has he started it yet? No. no right? He doesn't have that kayak. So you, you, like, people push these things off. And, and I think there's a lot of reasons why that happens. But Well, that's like um, one of my favorite ones is like, I, I'm going to start my business as soon as I get my logo. It's like, yes, really? <laughs> just start. <laughs> like I don't have a logo yet. So, you know, I haven't started my channels and talking and doing all my stuff. And it's like, really? Like a logo? Is that? Yeah. No, no that's not the, <laughs> like my, my channel now Actadad. It originally started out at a totally different name, a totally different feel. And I just kind of adapted as I got to know my audience and it's, it's really worked out. The other thing, the other thing I think Cody that really hurts people when they're trying to live their passion or start a project is they compare themselves to others who've been doing it for long periods of time. Yeah. Right. You're watching like your favorite YouTuber probably been doing it for 10 years. So don't even, com don't compare yourself to what your favorite YouTuber is doing because it, it, you just, you have to understand that your first videos, your first episodes are going to be trash. They're going to be terrible. Nobody's going to listen to them. Well, that's the, that's the beauty of it. Right. Yeah, it's that, it's like you can mess them up as bad as you want because nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Like that, if you if you can't get out of your own head, that's the one thing you got to remember. Like, okay, the only person, <laughs> the only people who are gonna listen know you already, and so they're expecting to be pretty bad in the beginning. You know, yeah. I, I and I've kind of said that before is like the only way to find your voice is to start talking, right? And right. so that's one of the things with me and doing in the podcast. And we kind of talked about that offline a little bit was like, you just get a little bit better and a little bit better. And you find a little something here and a little tip and a little trick. And, uh, but you can't get to a hundred unless you start the first step. Like you got to be bad before you can be good and be great. Yeah. You don't need a $500 microphone with a soundboard and a professional editor. Like you need a phone. You can do everything on your phone. Like legitimately. I think that there are, is some gear that you probably want to get like my, my whole setup that I'm talking to you on now, hundred bucks, pretty easy that, you know, you could use Skype or zoom. Like, so again, don't overthink it. Just, just get started. Yeah. You know, I, I always like that. There's that meme that goes around, you know, and it's like the, the, the Michelin chef was a dish boy, you know, and it's like the, the baseball player was, you know, a, a t-ball player you know like you yeah. have to kind of go through those progressions to get to the end goal you can't just become one you know it's the what are they, it's uh stephen covey's the law of the farm right and so you can't just harvest you know you can't have you have to you have to till the land you have to plant the seeds you have to you know watch the water you have to keep the bugs out and the and the and the animals out and you have to let it grow and you have to keep watering and then you get to harvest like you can't just harvest you know that's, I think, another, so that's an interesting point you made, Cody, and, and I think it's a challenge that a lot of people have because, like, we talked about the comparison, but people also, I think, lack patience. A lot of people start a project like this because they want to get rich quick. They want to be that overnight millionaire. They want to, 
you know, they want to travel the world. And like, I think that chasing money is probably the quickest way to, to not get it. Right. I, I think that you just got to start hustling. You, you, you start grinding, you start improving these slight improvements each time um, and be patient. The thing that I think I struggle with the most is trying to determine, do I need to be patient with this? Or do I need to deploy self-awareness? Like, do I just suck at this? Or do I just need to be patient? So, and, and I think that's probably one of the biggest challenges to getting to, 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 to get past beginner to intermediate and continue moving up is, is deploying that self-awareness versus patience. Yeah, yeah, we, we, uh, we can have some pretty good arguments in our own head, right? And oh, yeah. so I agree with you. And it's almost like, and that's where I think where you talked about identifying the top five is because you run into shiny object syndrome very easily. And especially in this kind of journey where you're trying to build a movement or you're trying to build a new ocean for yourself. And, uh, and you gotta, you know, the, the next hot thing is you're trying to like move over. It's like, okay, well maybe I should have a Twitter account and maybe I should have a TikTok account, but I need Instagram to do this. And this guy's making a bunch of money doing that. And my, this YouTube, YouTube guy makes a hundred grand a month and I need to do a couple of those and a couple of the, and like, dude, just stop, man. Like you gotta, you gotta identify and, and, and figure out what you're going to do because whatever you do, you're going to be bad at. And there's no instant course that's going to make you good at it. You know, there's a lot of people making a lot of money selling a lot of instant courses on how to be fantastic because they're already been fantastic at it. And like you said, an overnight success, right? But they've been doing it for years. You don't see the struggle. You don't see when they were bad at it. They just got new, you know, domain names. <laughs> right, right. And there's no better time to start than today than to start right now. And there's two schools of thought. So you brought up an interesting point, Cody, about overthinking and trying to do everything all at once. I'm a believer and I'm, you know, not everyone agrees with this, but I'm a believer in being everywhere. I have Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok. I'm on YouTube. I'm on iTunes and Spotify. So I'm, I'm on all these different channels. And what's, it's, it, look, it's hard. I don't give each one the same amount of attention, but I'm at least there. Yeah. One thing I think is really cool is you can create this web of information, this network of links, right? So someone might listen to my podcast and join my Facebook group. And oh, now that I'm in your Facebook group, well, you just shared a TikTok video. I'm going to go check out your TikTok channel. It all kind of starts to merge together and it's slow, but you can build momentum that way. But yeah, yeah, well. I think uh, I think more what I was talking about is just like in because I'm on all, I'm basically everything as well and yeah. I scramble a little bit with it. But I think what you need to do is is it identify um, like plans, you know, as opposed to just saying like I'm gonna do all these things. Yeah, because if you don't do any of them, none of it matters anyway. Yeah, you know? and so kind of what we talked about, like you have to get started. And so I think that's where the paralysis comes from. A lot of people is that they want to get started and do these kind of businesses but they don't do any of them because there's too many of them. So it's, it's then, overwhelming. Yeah. And that's kind of where that evolution comes. We were talking about, right. Where like you say every three months you kind of reassess mm -hmm. and you say, okay, where am I putting value into, but you can do those things, but you can't do, you know, in my mind, you, I think you need to do one to the next, to the next to get it set up yeah. and learn how to do it and then move on and then come up with a system to do them in an intertwine. So now like for me, we do this, you know, we, we podcast, I take the Zoom files and I can upload it to YouTube and then I can take it and uh, where my hosting is and make, make a recast and that recast goes out to my Facebook group, and my LinkedIn and those kinds of things. And so 
but I couldn't do that to start off with. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're that's 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 an excellent point. I think that when you're starting off, you should focus probably on just two platforms. And then, like you said, every few weeks, every three months, reassess what's one thing I can add to my to my bag of tricks and just keep improving yeah. your process. Yeah, because I mean, even in the beginning too, when you start when you're bad, you know, and you're really bad at it, and it's like, well, I don't have a lot to offer, like just be really bad at it on one or two platforms, you know, and then get your start figuring out what you want to do, because it's going to evolve, you know, it's crazy about business planning, and especially um, in the media world, I'm finding is that like, it's even less, you know, goes according to plan as normal business does, and normal business doesn't go to plan at all, so. It's hard, things are always evolving, just like is a dad, like you said, your kids getting older and their lives are changing and the algorithms are changing and yeah. the attention of people like TikTok wasn't even on my radar a year ago. And now it's got almost a billion users, if not more. So yeah, you just have to continue evolving. And, and again, I think that's why it's incredibly, incredibly important. It, it's probably one of the greatest fears I have for our society now is people being, being complacent in what they're doing now being complacent in the job they're in now. It's, it's a very dangerous place to be here over the next 10 years. Bill Gates said, people overestimate where technology is going to be in one year, but they underestimate where it's gonna be in 10 years. Yeah. In 10 years, there's gonna be something out that is completely mind blowing. I, I literally would not be surprised if we were riding, if there were drones taking our avatars to work in 10 years like it's it, things are moving very very quickly do not be complacent you can't if you're a truck driver you need to start thinking now if you work in retail you need to start thinking now you, you cannot be complacent can't afford it well i would say this so the good news is on the flip side of that is that there's a million ways to educate yourself new skills right and so yeah you know it's it's we, we're going into like the well my job might not be here but if i want a different job i can go figure out how to do it pretty quickly and, um, you know, if you ever, if you ever want to, you know, uh, uh, kind of an eye opening thing, if you go look at the top, I think it's the top 10 companies in the S and P 500 and look at it by decade, I want to say that it turns over either eight or nine of those companies every 10 years. So they're not there. There was no Facebook, Google, Amazon. None of those were in the top 10, 10 years ago. Right. right. And so the GEs of the world were the top 10, you know? And so these things, but if you look back, if like, if you go back into like the sixties and seventies and you think of like massive companies, they're not even relevant. They're not even, most of them aren't even around, you know? Yeah. And they don't have the same names. And there's all these, there's all these companies you'll look through it and be like, I don't even know who these are, you know, yeah, like I can, eight in the eighties and the nineties. And you're like, you know, three, three stores in my community just closed. Barnes and Nobles dead. Sears dead. Toys R Us dead. You got to evolve. You have to evolve now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it, that's the one thing that the only thing that's constant is change. Right. And so, yeah. especially in business and you've got to be nimble, but it also, I think also as we bring this back into like parenting, like it's the same game. Like if you think that you can just raise kids the exact same way you could 50 years ago, or, you know, that, that you need to teach them the same job skills that you had 50 years ago, you know, and they say, well, you know, being a, a social media, um, marketer, right? That a job didn't even exist 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> you right. know? And, and, but I also, I, I think too, so I, I think you leave it open to them to go into a lot of different things and to look for a lot of different things and let them explore and let them find it and be there. And don't be the one that says, no, you can't do that. Or no, you shouldn't do that. Like, 
let them kind of figure out what they like. Because like you mentioned, you can have a job that you hate or you can have a job that you love. And if you set them up, I think it's a lot easier if you set them up with personal finance skills uh, so that they're not making decisions out of necessity, that they're making decisions from abundance and like they don't have debt to worry about where they have to service these things and, and they have to bring the money in because that's the only way they're not going to crash in life. Like they have more freedom to make the decisions to pursue careers that they don't feel stuck to. Yeah, I think I, I refuse to be the dad who's like sitting on his front porch saying, get off my lawn, right? And say, no, you have to be an attorney or a doctor, right? There are, there are so many different jobs that are evolving now. So I had Jordan Palmer on my episode on my podcast a few months ago, and he made the point that I absolutely loved was I want to get my kids into as many different activities to find out what they love and what they're great at. What are they better than everyone else at? And I think that that's, that's where you want to be. Like if your kid loves playing video games, like there is legitimate money to be made in the video game career. Like esports are, are like, I would not be surprised if in 10 years, esports are bigger than MLB. Like, so you need to be thinking that way. Now I'm not giving kids free reign to play video games, 10, 12 hours a day, but it's just thinking outside the box is what's, what's actually achievable. Like, could you make a living being a TikTok influencer? probably could there are i would take that even one step farther with the video games let's go play a game with them yeah I, yeah I, don't be like ah oh, that waste your mind let me go watch the news for an hour right like yeah. see what you got out of that right so we, like we go, go back to pro- you know yeah, we go back to priorities and that's what it's about it's saying hey i love spending time with my kids i like doing it like let's combine those activities so yeah 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 and you'll you'll see them light up like my uh my six-year-old has a nintendo switch and like we just got, you know, he just kind of got into it in the last like nine months or so. But man, we have more fun playing that thing together. And we sit down and I mean, we're, you talked about Pokemon Go. There was a, there's a Pokemon sword game and we we sit down, man, I, he's waking me up at seven o'clock in the morning over Christmas break with the, with the switch in his hands. And he's like, dad, dad, look what I got. Look what I got. Look what I got. And he knows the names of every single Pokemon and it, I don't know any of them. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no way you got to you know, Jurassosaur, and he's like, yeah, and I'm like, that's awesome, dude, and he was, like, so excited and, like, pumped up just to play with me, so he's like, here I am, seven o'clock in the morning, you know, playing Pokemon Sword with him, because he's just lighting up, because it's, it's something for us to play with together, you know? Yeah, I love that, I love that, and, you know, something that I would probably do on top of it, on top of that would be, I'd probably live stream us playing, or videotape us, because then you get fun with your kid, you're getting amusement, you're getting content, you're building community, like, Again, I'm always looking for ways to bring, uh, to bring as much value as possible. And you might not necessarily be comfortable with sharing those intimate moments. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm, again, I'm just always looking for ways to, okay, I'll give you another example. I recently ran a 5K, brought my daughter in the stroller, streamed the entire thing live on Instagram. Really? Yeah. So you're just finding ways. Like I get family time, I get content, I get physical fitness. So I'm getting three out of my top five in that 30-minute session. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I will, I will say this though, watching them watch other kids play video <laughs> is pretty brutal. <laughs> they, they, they're into YouTube more than anything now. And it's like, oh, I, I'm like, I can't, I, I, that's no. one, that's one where I kind of draw the line. I'm like, you want to just go play? Cause I can't do this. This is driving me nuts. <laughs> well, let's, so I think you bring up a great point and I'd like to kind of circle back to something you had mentioned earlier in that, is, is Marie Forleo says, everything is figureoutable, right? Everything is figureoutable. 
the school of YouTube is, is an amazing thing. Oh, like yeah. when, when I grew up, I'm 37. When I grew up, it was, you graduate from college, you get a job, you work there 30 years, you buy a house, everything will work out. That is not the world we live in now. The world we live in now is go to YouTube, figure out how to bake a pie and then watch a YouTube video on how to create an LLC and then create a YouTube on how to build a website. Like that's how I, that's how I started Actidad is just is the power basically off the power of YouTube networking, talking to people like yourself. And so that's another thing that I've, I've started incorporating because I started, I get more and more questions about, Hey Mark, how did you, what is your podcast set up? How did you set this up? I, I start saying, I'm answering these questions quite frequently. And so I created another platform that I call lifestyle savant, which is a YouTube channel that is basically answering these questions. So now that when someone asks me, Hey, what's your, what's your podcast set up? I send them a link to my YouTube channel. They can watch that link. Um, and, and so that's, that's something that I'm trying to, to dive in on myself because I get so much value out of YouTube that I want to provide that content. I get so much value out of listening to podcasts that I want to create a podcast. I think that's a, is, is a good kind of tactic. What do you get value from and can you do it? And that's a good way to kind of identify where you should be headed. Yeah, I think one of the sayings that uh, kind of stuck with me was to become a producer as opposed to a consumer of content. And yeah. not, just for, not just for me, right? So do you want your kids sitting around all summer? Or do you want them to be able to produce their own content and let them work and have a, you know, they'll, they'll get in and sit down and come up with ideas and do all this stuff. And like, you need to, I think you need to encourage that to have them explore that because they're using their brains a lot more than just sitting and, and having, you know, taking in content for four hours on YouTube. You start saying, Hey guys, like, you know, here's a little project you can do. Here's, you know, what do you think you could do with this? And, and, and really encouraging them to think about what it takes to, to build content and what it takes to build a, a you know, a show out that yeah. they could, um, highly, highly relevant skills, yeah. highly relevant skills. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, uh, it, it's, and it's, it's fun though. You know, like that's bonding time. That's, that's the time that like we talked about earlier, like it doesn't really matter what you do with your kids. It could be a million different things, you know, and we both run, we both have podcasts and we both have YouTube channels and all this stuff like, so we kind of gravitate towards that. It's like, Oh, you guys want to do this stuff. But dude, if you're into fixing cars, like go fix your cars with your kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just do something with, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, my son helped me, um, cut a walkway out of our front yard and paint our, uh, our stepping stones into our house. And he was like, we were out there for four hours and he was like beaming, you know, when we got done, I'm like, dude, every time you come home, you can look at that and be like, I built that with my dad. And he was like, yeah, you know, like it's just little things like that. I think that, um, being that present and bringing those kind of small skills that we take for granted, it's really the time that they want. Yeah, you hit you hit the nail on the head. And that's why I say, kind of bring it back to the beginning of our conversation here. I say, hey, write down the list of everything you love to do, break it down to your top five, and then go from there. Because the same thing though with them. So sure, right. And so you can do that in multiple facets of your life, right? Your top five things you want to do with your business, top five things you want to do with your wife, yeah. um, you know, top five things you want to do with your kids, but get them involved and have them like try to lay out 30 things that you guys do together and then narrow it down to those five, you know, and you find might places be where you have overlap. Yeah. But you might be surprised what you find too. So something that you take for granted, 
you may not realize is a very important thing to them, mm. you know, and, and ask them and get them involved and ask them to say, Hey, you know, like, uh, you know, I've been surprised a lot, you know, like I, there was moments when I taught my daughter how to ride her bike and I knew it was super fun, you know, and she made this thing for me for father's day. And it was like a picture that she made. And she said, my favorite moment was my dad teaching me to ride my bike, you know? And I get that. It was a big thing. I mean, for me, especially too, you know, I mean, I was like, you know, super proud dad, but then there was another time where she said, um, they were asking her, you know, one of her favorite things to do is, and she said, riding in the truck when my dad puts the windows down and turns the music up and we sing together. I would have put that in my top 10 things of thinking of things that she would like to do with me. It would have been like when we went to Disney or we, when we went to, you know, the water park or when we, you know, uh, when I, when I take her to gymnastics or whatever that is, I went across my mind and she was like, that's one of my favorite things in the world to do with you. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it just caught me off guard. And so there's, there's a lot of that, but I think that's fun to reinforce those things as well, because as parents, we spend a lot of our times trying to say the word no, you know, because you're trying to protect them. Like don't stick that in the outlet, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, yeah. don't, don't tie that on the dog, you know, those kind of things. Like, but if we sit there and we spend some time of saying, okay, there's a gratitude moment of like, what do you really enjoy doing with me? And, and you'll see, like, it, it helps solidify that relationship, I think. I couldn't agree more. Commun communication is the key. So this simple exercise is a really good way to facilitate that conversation. Because a lot of times conversations end up uh, getting derailed into, well, let me see what's going on on Facebook. No, let's, yeah. let's sit down. Let's go through this 15-minute exercise together as a family and see where we end up. I like that a lot. Yeah, I do too. Um, you know, and I think we're going to cut it off here at that point, but that was, uh, I, I'm going to go do that with my kids. Like that sounds like a fun little exercise to kind of sit down and go do. And, uh, and I appreciate that Mark, man. Hey, listen, um, at that, at, at this time, like the, where can they find more information, um, about active dad and about you and, and being a more present father and those kinds of things. Well, you can reach out to me anytime. My name is Mark Savant, S-A-V-A-N-T. Actadad across every platform. It's just active and dad put together. Actadad. I'm sure there'll be links here in the show notes. Um, and then again, if you're interested in creating your own platform, if you're interested in digital media, you can find my other platform, Lifestyle Savant. Again, I'm I'm on every platform with basically all of these: uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. I'd love to connect and and see how we can help each other and network. And I mean, it's a beautiful thing, brother. It is, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. We'll have to do this again. I, uh, I really enjoyed the tips you brought. Thank you. You too, man. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers Community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids' financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a money talker. <laughs>